Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Our gospel lesson for this morning comes from Luke, the 10th chapter. Now, as Jesus and his disciples went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into their home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There's need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken from her. Here ends our gospel lesson. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When I lived in Namibia for a semester in college, part of my study abroad experience included a homestay in one of the townships out of, outside of Windhoek, the capital city. It was arranged that I would live with the Shukeva family in Katatura, one of the poorer townships where native black Namibians were forced to live under the apartheid regime of white South Africans. Though apartheid had ended in the country over 15 years before, the township residents were still mainly black Namibians. The tall white college kid clearly stood out in the neighborhood. Now one of the places in the Shikeva family's neighborhood where I stood out the most was at church. Church was primarily made up of members like the Shikevas uh, black Namibians from the northern Ovambo tribe. The services were conducted in their language, Oshivambo, so I could not really understand much of anything that was said or went on in the service. However, their African church is Lutheran, so I was able to recognize parts of the liturgy and rhythm of their worship, much as we do here in Montana, I grew up with in Iowa, and so on and so forth. It really is amazing how our worship can unite us with others on the other side of the world, even when we cannot understand each other. Now, one of my first experiences with the Shikevas was when my host father, Oscar, uh, how he compelled me and a few of my classmates who lived near, uh, who were staying nearby in uh, kind of that area of the township. And he compelled us to come to the front of the church and sing the hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, for the whole congregation. I think it was our first day of this day. Now, it seems like an easy assignment, right? There's a well-known hymn with a very singable melody to it. The only catch was we were asked to sing the hymn in Oshiwambo. To this day, I only know a few words in the language, and at that point in my stay with them, I knew none of it. (laughs) 
Yet we did not want to appear as ungrateful guests, so we went up to the front of the church, did our best to sing the well-known hymn in an unknown tongue. We're grateful that we did not get booed off the altar. It was quite the experience. Thinking about this story years later, I'm struck by how our role as guests and hosts to those we encounter around the world correspond to how we are guests in the kingdom of God, while simultaneously we are hosts to Christ's kingdom on earth. In Katatura, Namibia, the Shekevas were my host. They housed me, trusted me around their children, and welcomed me into their neighborhood, even though that many who look like me have treated them very badly in the not-so-distant past. They saw me as one in need of welcome, and they provided that welcome for me. God in Jesus Christ does much the same for us. God hosts us in the kingdom as foreigners to the realm of heavenly perfection. The Lord sees our oddities, our, our differences, ways that we are ignorant about things, all things divine and infinite. God welcomes us no matter what, simply because we are mortal creatures in need of that infinite welcome. Simultaneously, we are the guests who are welcomed into the kingdom by gracious, our gracious host who promises us love and friendship simply for the fact that God loves us. That welcome may feel like a different country with different customs, different cultures, and different languages. But the welcome is just as real and as forthcoming as if we were heading through our own home doorway. Our welcome may be uncomfortable at times, like being asked to stand in front of a church in a foreign land and sing a hymn in a foreign tongue. Yet our role as grateful guests is to sing that heavenly hymn and trust that we will still be valued and appreciated, even if we don't get the tune or the words right. Jesus truly is that friend who we can come to when we are weak and heavy laden, cumbered with the load of care, as the hymn says in English. There is always something kind of mysterious, unsure, unseen, and maybe even uncertain about placing our faith and trust in a kingdom that we cannot see or earn entrance into on our own. Yet we are like guests singing from any hymnal put in front of us, even if we don't know what the words sound like or mean, because we are faithful guests who place our trust in the goodness and grace of our host. Now, themes of hosting are present in both our Old and New Testament readings for this week. <clears throat> in our reading from Genesis, Abraham was sitting at the front of his tent on a hot day. Mysteriously, Genesis tells us that the Lord appeared to Abraham as three guests. They are never named explicitly, but it seems clear that Abraham knew that these were emissaries of God somehow. As soon as he saw them, he ran out to meet them, bowed to the ground, and said, 
My Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves. And after that, you may pass on since you have come to your servant. The three agreed and soon were washed and fed by Abraham and Sarah. Before leaving and heading on their way, one of the three messengers from the Lord promised that he would return in, quote, due season. And when he did, they would have a son. Those who had hosted the messengers of the Lord would soon host the promises of the Lord in the person of their son, Isaac. God came to them as a guest, and they were blessed because they welcomed the Lord, just as the Lord promises to welcome us. And in our reading from Luke, we hear that Martha welcomed Jesus and his disciples into their home and busied herself with the many tasks of hosting guests in one's home. Her sister Mary <coughs> chose to honor their guest by unbusying herself, by sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to all that he had to say. And Martha was frustrated by Mary's supposed laziness and asked Jesus to intervene. She said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself. Tell her then to help me. Now, Jesus was not moved by Martha's desperate, desperate pleas for fairness. She had the idea that a good host is indeed distracted by many tasks, working hard to host their guests. Jesus, on the other hand, saw that many of the tasks were unnecessary and instead praised Mary for giving her focus and attention to Jesus, the gospel messenger. He said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things, but few things are needed. Indeed, only one. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Mary chose the better path as a host by not really doing much at all. She simply sat at her teacher's feet and honored him as an important guest who is worthy to be listened to. All this is to say that relationships between hosts and their guests are very important. In Genesis, Abraham and Sarah were rewarded for busying themselves with the tasks of hosting the Lord's messengers. And Luke Martha was rebuked for busying herself with the many tasks of hosting, while Mary was praised for sitting and listening to their guest instead. In my own experience of getting to know and being hosted by the Shekeva family in Namibia, there were blessed connections and experiences shared throughout my stay with them. Even though our time together began with me awkwardly trying to mumble through what a friend we have in Jesus, in a language I do not understand, do not know how to speak. Yeah, I don't know how to speak it, and singing it is even worse. <laughs> 
Relationships between guests and their hosts mirror the divine relationship that we have with God in the kingdom of heaven. Because we are always offered a place in the heavenly realm beyond any that we deserve. It is a place where the hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, resounds from all tongues in all languages because of the truth of its words will then be realized in complete, full, and eternal ways. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.